Salutations! <laughs> and welcome to the 45th episode of the oh In the House podcast. Awesome. The official <laughs> podcast of Scouse's House Supporters Group, which is an official supporters group of Louisville City Football Club. I am your host, Evan Floyd, yeah. and I am thrilled to be here tonight. And by here tonight, I mean we are at Molly Malone's in the yeah. Highlands, yep. having some drinks. We just got done watching some uh, Champions League soccer, a thrilling, and honestly, <laughs> I do mean thrilling, nil-nil draw for uh, Liverpool. But uh, I will begin now with the first instance of my disclaimer. I have taken a position working. <laughs> I have taken a position working for Louisville City Football Club. Uh, all the opinions that I express are not necessarily the opinions of Louisville City Football Club, and any information that I share is not necessarily intended to be an indication of plans or uh, activities of Louisville City Football Club. I am a lowly employee, and this is me on my downtime. I am. I, I can't wait for the day that you get tired of saying all that, yeah. and you just shorten it. Yeah. Me, work Louisville City. Yeah. <laughs> Opinions not necessarily Louisville City. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Uh, um, but... Uh, because I am uh, no longer able to completely and utterly speak my mind as freely as one would hope to be, I'm going to need somebody who can. Well, yeah. And uh, I can't think of a single person in this universe that I would prefer to be that person than my partner, who tonight is coming to you live <laughs> from a backgammon championship round yeah. in yeah. Pierre, South Dakota. Yeah. My partner, Andy Frederick, ladies and gentlemen. Andy, welcome. Backgammon yeah. is not popular in Pierre. Really? Yeah. So when you say championship tournament... You mean you found a homeless guy who would be willing to play you? Basically. And I'm... The sad thing is that he's winning. Uh, what? I don't... Hey. <laughs> hey. I've seen you play backgammon, and that's, yeah. honest, uh, that's honest truth, and yeah. uh, I'm not surprised by that. If, the per okay. if that person knew the rules, I would expect them to right. be beating you. It's, uh, about, it's about the enjoyment, right? It's it, about the, the, the fulfillment that's as long as you find some joy in it. We are here tonight, Andy, and today is Tuesday. Yeah. February 19th. We are cruising in on the season. 19 days. Yeah. We're right there. Like you can you can reach out and touch the season yeah. if you have a wingspan of a 6-5 guy. I do. Oh, you do. Well, that's convenient. So it you, turns out you'd yeah. be able to touch the season if you just stretched appropriately. Man, we're that close. I'm ready. I am too, man. If you're if you're not someone who likes to, to suffer through uh, uh, an off season, mm -hmm. um, man, follow USL soccer because it's the <laughs> shortest. <laughs> well, I always say it's fortunate that we're Lou City fans because our off season every year is about three weeks or four yes. weeks shorter than the average team. Uh, Andy, we've got a really fun show tonight. We've we got do. we've got not one but two guests tonight. Two. And so we're going to be able to talk uh, Louisville City Football Club and Scouse's House in particular with one of our guests who is perhaps the most commonly mentioned non-LCFC <laughs> player on our podcast. He really is. Of everybody in the world. really are. <laughs> Take away all of the players, and I think Kenny Allward, our yeah. guest tonight, gets more mentions than anybody else. Well, he's so virile. He, well, and powerful. <laughs> As we frequently reference, youthful Kenny, the uh, the I can't remember the official title, button pusher, the uh, 
Yeah, it was it was a title that kind of came together from a couple positions last year when everybody steps back and you're left standing there. You know, it's like the mm-hmm. old thing of who's stepping forward and you're like, oh, goodness, here we go. So, yeah, so it's all the IT stuff, the social media, the nerd stuff, mm-hmm. resident nerd that uh, tries to make sense of all the bedlam that's typically happening inside Scal's house but make it politically correct. Well, right? absolutely. you got to find a way to be able to condense all of the nonsense of Scouse, Andy, and I, and then make and a, a lot. make a producible product for the masses. Yeah, and so from this producible pro- process that we have here, last 12 months, when we didn't even have a website, right? Yeah. Sure. From the meeting that we had sitting here in this, ex- I feel, yeah, we were in this room. Yeah, in this exact ago, room. In the Shaheen room, I believe it is. I think that's what it's called here at Molly Malone's Highland. Uh, we didn't even have a website. And through this podcast, we've had, I think I showed at our meeting, our AGM, 1,740 downloads of the podcast, driving about um, six or 7,000 unique viewers to our website throughout the world. So who would have thunk? Yeah, I don't want to brag, but uh, of those 1,740, I'm 1,690 yeah, of them. <laughs> but uh, it's taken me a lot of time yeah, to I'm hit the button. I'm still zero. Yeah. I have never listened to a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Any podcast. Rest assured, I'll listen to them before I put them online because Good. I don't trust you two. And no, nor do we fair. blame you. That's fair. Uh, but, Kenny, you are uh, the engine behind Scouse's house and all of the public outreach efforts. How, so far, has Andy been in his leadership role as the uh, the town crier? Yeah, Basically, so, your mouthpiece. Yeah, yeah, so Andy, new role for you. How's that feel, bud? I like it. Yeah. It's not, it's good. I like it. I was a little nervous, to be honest with you. When we left that meeting, I was like, that sounds like a lot. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's been good. It's been fun. And you I guys, like the leadership meetings. You guys have a uh, leadership meeting tomorrow, don't you? On Sunday. Sunday. Sunday, yeah, Sunday yeah. at one o'clock. Yeah, yeah, Sunday we do. So we had a good, we had a good leadership meeting. Uh, what was it, about uh, ten days ago, I believe it was yeah. over at Saints. Yeah, I yeah. got to see Bruce and hang out there, which is obviously a great support of Little City FC mm-hmm. and Scouse's house. David's uh, doing a terrible job. That should be said. David's miserable as the Awful vice president. Vice president. He just doesn't enjoy <laughs> it at all. And, and now he, he's already consulting with Kevin. Okay. He's like, why did you step down? Yeah. And, so Kevin's like, we don't really want to talk about this right now. <laughs> right. I, I, got, I got to say that at this point, it's strange to be getting news about Scouse's house from other people. This Since is a this is a new feeling for me. Well, so that was when you abandoned us. I, I do. I feel bad about that. Uh, but we will uh, we'll, we'll we'll dive into some other little uh, house matters when yeah. it comes into Scouse's house. But I think that it's important that we bring in our uh, fourth guest mm-hmm. who has. Uh, been patiently biding his time during all of this chit chat. <laughs> Literally biding my time. Yeah, yeah. we have eating fish and chips. <laughs> having fish and chips. We have one of my seven or eight bosses <laughs> at Louisville City Football Club. Uh, I'm and, pretty. And he's not kidding. I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure there's an intern that is not my boss. Everyone else. Everyone else in some way. Sorry, but no. Uh, one of my bosses, uh, the head of community relations and of uh, youth uh, outreach. Mario Sanchez. Mario, what's your actual title? Uh, similar to you, I have, I think, seven titles. Sure. Uh, but it's actually Director of Youth Development and Community Relations. Now we can clap. There we go. There we go. There we go. And I'm going to add to that Evan's boss. Yes. <laughs> I would put that on my card. I'm going to the most important thing, yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm starting to figure that out right now. Like he needs a lot of help, so uh, I'm excited you, to guide him. You may want to ask for a raise now. That you know <laughs> That's that. right. Sure. My wife would appreciate that. I, I'm, I'm, I, gosh, I hope he took 10% of mine. Otherwise, I don't, Someone did. Somebody had to. Um, 
Mario, uh, tell me, what is it, A, that is your primary role with the yep. team, and B, what's my primary role with the team? It's, <laughs> well, it's, uh, it's actually, ironically, easier for A. Yeah. Um, you, what, it's twofold. Um, really just spread the love of soccer. I tell people that. Um, using Louisville City, um, you know, the, the great foundation we have here, uh, just to honestly spread the love of soccer, get people involved, kids involved from every demographic possible. Um, so kind of it's like we were laughing the other day, it's like a where's Waldo, it's where's Mario. Um, just <laughs> right. getting out of the community and again, showing people what the sport's all about, the love of it, and how Louisville City uh, is a great platform for that. And then the second part eventually is uh, the famous, to me it's uh, like the what's going on in US soccer right now, the youth programming you bet um, I've had a lot of talk with people I don't like to call it an academy because it's become a very generic term in the US um, but we're gonna eventually do some youth programming and, and hopefully you know we're hack and myself and, and the whole front office are determined to have Louisville kids grow up and, and play for the first team like everyone around the world and uh, so that's gonna be a process obviously it's nothing that it's gonna happen overnight it's going to be a multi-year process, uh, but that's the end goal is to have uh, kids from the Louisville, greater Louisville area, um, whether it's you know, southern Indiana uh, stretching all the way to you know, E-Town and who knows even further one day, but to have uh, kids that one day end up playing for the first team and then we can see that we literally help them develop um, with the help of the community because it's, it's going to be something that's community-based as well. So. The second part B, Evan's boss, which I love to uh, talk about further. Basically, I call Evan in the morning and say, get your ass in my office. Yeah. And then uh, sometimes I just make him sit there. Yeah. Um, we're not sure yet. You know, we're going to have fun with it. And get see me what coffee. He does. <laughs> that's right. That's right. I like that. But uh, no, in all seriousness, I've told numerous people, not that anyone listens to me, but uh, Evan's been a huge, huge hire for the... For the team, um, his, his love for the Louisville City is immense, and I think also bringing a voice to the fans, uh, the supporters, mm. which is, is huge. You know, Evan and I have talked a lot about the the beauty of our of our sport. It's uh, it's supporter based, quite honestly, and uh, we need to make sure that we include the supporters in, in you know in discussions and and making the club better. Um, and Evan's been honestly. Huge, huge. In a few weeks, she and I have been. Mm-hmm. You know, we laugh when we meet with people that we've been hired. Uh, it's already seen the uh, the positive, of, uh, I guess, ripples. You can say having yeah. Evan on board with us. Nice. Well, yeah. now that we've said all that, let's go. I think that's, <laughs> I think that's, I think that's a wrap. Let's I, go. Uh, wait, do either of you have anything wonderful to say about me? Uh, no. All right. Well, then let's let's wrap it up. No, I never have anything good to let's, say about it. Let's get Evan a race. Um, well, the. One of the things that I like about the entire idea that you just espoused is that it's really everything stems from people enjoying and loving the game of soccer. Like that uh, you don't have a youth program, you don't have a fan base, you don't have a team, you don't have anything without a bunch of like-minded people who recognize how wonderful this game is. And one of the things that I like about you is that you have perhaps as well-rounded and widely uh, exposed experience with the game of soccer as anybody. I mean, we just watched the Liverpool game. The guy's a huge supporter. Yep. We, uh, I also, we know that he was a player. We know that he was a coach. We know that he has been an assistant coach. We know that he has worked with academies and uh, development programs. You've seen every different method you can see of soccer and every portion of it. 
from fan yep. all the way through. Yep. Mm-hmm. Why is soccer growing in this country, and what can the average supporter, average fan do to help it? Yep. Well, first, I don't know if my wife's happy for all those roles I've had, because that <laughs> means we've moved a lot. <laughs> um, no, but I think, I think we're... we're I hate to use the word tipping point because I hope that it never fully tips that we continue to grow. But I think what's finally happening in this country, and we talked about today watching the beautiful Liverpool team play, is that people realize, um, again, that it's a supporter sport. The passion is finally coming through to the, I think, I guess you could say the American audience. Where, right or wrong, it was, uh, it was suburban, um, you know, soccer, the whole soccer mom thing. Um, and... Again, right or wrong, that's how it was, unfortunately, you know, kind of marketed. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm from L.A., and I think if you go to a lot of the big, big cities, you realize there was always, you know, whether it's immigrant population or whatever, there was always a huge passion. And, but now I think the whole country is starting to see the, the passion involved in the sport, the love for it, you know, the, the excitement when you get behind your, your, your city team, your local team, and, and really what it means is that you're, you're, you're fighting for your, your community. Mm-hmm. And now I think businesses, look, any, any sport is, you, you have to have finances to back it. And I think now we're finally starting to see businesses realize how to market the sport. Mm-hmm. And then with that, you're starting to see people like, okay, this is really cool. It's fun, it's exciting. Uh, there's a culture behind it, which we haven't had in this country. And obviously around the world, they have the cultures. And again, it's, it's like everyone said, it's new to our country, which is fine. Okay, we're, we're in the infancy stage, but now we're going to start seeing that everyone, the generations that either grew up with it playing mm-hmm. or now. And I do think, look, the, the television, the online stuff, the, even the, the, the uh, online gaming. So EA Sports and all that, sure. I think you're seeing a whole new culture develop. And, and then the businesses are starting to realize how do you truly market to that and feed that and now we're, we're starting to see it and the right. growth of it is, is immense now there's always been we've always had the kids that played which is you need that but now we need the dollars behind it to build a stadium that louisville city's building yeah, that only happens because business owners see the potential behind our sport you gotta have I mean? people behind you it. gotta have people behind it i've always told people like what people ask me well, what brought you back to louisville Look, honestly, for me, it's the supporters groups. Yeah, you know, what I mean, there's plenty of cities that have supporters, but the passion here is—it's crazy. And to see the passion for our sport, I had to be a part of it. And so when uh, I started talking to the front office about coming back, it was a no-brainer for me to, to be in a city that loves the sport of soccer and their right. local team. I said, I'm on board. Yeah. What has been your? Even you said you moved around a lot. Yeah. You went to U of L. You know. Yeah. What when you come back to Louisville or any amount of time that you spend here, what did what is your favorite outside obviously of soccer, but like what's your favorite part about? For Louisville? me, it's the diversity. Um, again, I'm originally my wife and I are from the Los Angeles area. Like it's no secret, Sanchez. <laughs> it's you know I'm Hispanic. Irish. So. Oh, <laughs> Surprise. I, had it wrong. I thought Polish for sure. And I love the diversity and the the open arms uh, of this community. Mm-hmm. Um, it was something that my wife and I wanted for for our family, and uh, to to walk down the street, see different cultures, and not just seeing them, but get along. And I'm not saying look, not, no city's perfect and no country's perfect, but I love the fact that there's an absolute intent in this city 
to be inclusive yeah. um, and, and, and welcome all different cultures. Right. Did it surprise you at all, the level of support oh. for a soccer team yeah. that like, came out? Yeah. I mean, years ago when, when Ken Lola, I worked with Ken at Akron, and mm-hmm. then I was at UNLV as the head coach, and Ken called me up. Uh, 2000, it was in 2009 because I came in 10 and he said look you got to come out here and, and work for me at UofL and uh, so my wife and I were quite honestly we're like we'll see you know we'll, right. we'll come out let's you know Kentucky and the whole thing and we came out here we're like this is really cool what's going on there was a, a little bit of a groundswell building with just the sport of soccer mm-hmm. I, I do got to give UofL credit for um, the commitment they made to it early on and then, you know, we get here and it was just like, oh my gosh, like, right. this is, it's, this is growing. Yeah. This is going to boom. Um, and, and whether it was from the UofL side initially and then with supporters group building and then obviously, you know, with Wayne bringing Louisville City here, it was, it was pretty cool to see. So you would have gotten to have seen then the, uh, the development and the building of Lynn Stadium and, yep. the, uh, and the entire complex over yep. at UofL. And now you're going to get to live through <laughs> us opening up another soccer-specific stadium That's, here in this city. If you would have told me when I was growing up and even when I started coaching full-time that I was going to be part of, in the city of Louisville, yeah. two kind of honestly historic State soccer of the art, stadiums yeah. being built, and I can be coaching within it I would have thought you yeah, I mean I didn't say I'm gonna go buy a lotto ticket you know what I mean because uh, trust me I can use the money uh, I got four kids <laughs> so not only that but no it's been it's literally historic and friends of mine from around you know since I've moved so often around the US have said why in the world is the city of Louisville backing soccer the way it is and I just said look I, I think just people realize the, the how great the sport is and again, how it brings people together. I, I can only say that it brings people together. And I think as, uh, I'm not trying to get all corny, but as human beings, you know, anything that can bring us together, people see that and they want to be a part of it. And you know, from the supporters group to a stadium that's going to be built, uh, sign me up. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shift gears here a little bit and ask Kenny. Kenny, did you, have you driven by the new stadium site recently? Yeah, so I have, and it's fun to kind of watch it from being there at the groundbreaking ceremony uh, that day. Uh, the day it, before Coach O'Connor moved on. It was, yeah, so we were. I always bring that up. I'm <laughs> sorry, it's just worth noticing. No, but it was a shameless plug also from the sponsorship <laughs> side from uh, as, uh, my role with Oxmoor Toyota that we were actually doing the Facebook Live there that day, and man, I was dripping with sweat. It was, oh, it was horrible. crazy hot. It's horrible out there today, but it was great, you know, seeing. You know, Mayor Fisher there, we had the governor in, we had all these different dignitaries. And to see that, you're going, this is really going to happen. And this is really weird. There's these grants and these things from where we were a year and a half, two years mm-hmm. ago, just all we're trying to do is harass a goalkeeper. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> all we're basically doing. That's how Scouse's house got started really more than anything. Yeah. yeah. And we're, we're comfortable in our skin, aren't we? Oh, yeah. We're yeah, really so good at it. We're so. really good at that. And yeah. now there are actual architects and engineers who yeah. are taking into consideration a group of people who got together yeah. just to be able to yell at a goal. Yeah, so here, here's the interesting side that I can throw in a little caveat to this because um, yeah. being from the business side as well, to see the, the difference of what's happening from just a year ago with, you know, we've got, we've got a bus driving around town wrapped in Louisville City stuff in purple. Yeah. That from my side I love to see that has a big Toyota emblem on the back. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. But also to just to see the inner workings as well from other people that are supporting financially yeah. the club. And you know, Mario you're involved with that, Evan you're yeah. involved with that now. You know, Brad Gordon was here yeah. earlier. Yeah. I mean so we talk about like 
a year ago, there was only one outside of Brad Estes, there was one other Brad. And now you've got you and yep. you that are involved yeah. in those yep. dealings with it. So from just, uh, because I look at everything from a financial standpoint, I'm a finance and marketing guy, that's who I am. Yeah. I look at nerd stuff. To watch that grow, you go, this is impressive. Yeah. This yeah. is not something it's, that's going away. It's there are been, dollars behind it. Yeah. The thing that sticks out to me is that, and you know, yeah, whipped cream this time. Hey, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm Wait. taking a quick pause. <laughs> quick pause to let to notice that Andy has ordered himself an Irish coffee that has the largest mm. dollop of whipped cream in history. It looks like something that uh, you could serve in the 1950s. Kenny, don't worry. I am absolutely going to eat it suggestively while looking at you. Okay, so don't. It's the eye contact. Don't that makes worry. It really weird. No, the thing that has always impressed me and has stuck out to me and one of the th- reasons that I think people are, more and more people every day are getting on board just with Louisville City in general is that from the get-go, like Evan said, like they're now engineers and designers making sure that groups of people enjoy it who have been there from the beginning. You know I mean, like the city has done such a good job of making sure that everybody knows this is your all's team. This yeah. isn't a sport, the team that landed here. You know what I mean? This is that's your all's point. team. Yeah. I mean, and that's it's one of these good times again to always bring up that the OG Coopers, all the work that they did to help Without bring this question. team here, mm-hmm. reaching oh, yeah, out absolutely. to Wayne and uh, mm-hmm. the rest of the Without ownership question. group and bring, helping to bring that team here. It's always good to point that out. And then it's great to point out, though, that you know even the leadership of the Coopers is a completely different group than the people who were there a year ago or two years ago or three, yeah. mm-hmm. and that that speaks volumes. And that the Scouse's House leadership, that we change over as many people as we have in two years of elections, yeah. and that that sort of thing, uh, it's not the same 40 people in this city driving this. It's, the, it's a collective and that it's driving passion. I, I think that's when you see growth, is, is what you nailed it, is that... You know, there's been, again, I, I played in some of the rinky-dink leagues and all that, and it's the same group of guys, same group of supporters, you, and you're, you're in, you're out. And if anything, you, you start to worry, because like, okay, yeah. if they, if, who else is joining? Right. And now, like you're saying, you're seeing so many different What happens if Allen doesn't show up this it. week? Yeah. Right, yeah, so I mean, that, I think that's the growth sign that we're all seeing is, again, whether it's supporters, different corporate sponsors jumping on board, that, that shows growth. So I think something that was really crazy that we actually talked about the AGM for Scouse's House, and this is not just applicable to Scouse's House, but as far as the growth, but we can quantify it, is a year ago from where we are, we've seen over 150% growth in the season tickets being sold just in our supporters group mm-hmm. that used to be the pavilion was just for corporate, right? Yeah. yeah. And to see that growth and then also to see our leadership team, when Evan, when you were originally on that, pre when you were officially a little city uh, you know, staff person, we, our leadership team has grown by about 75 to 80% to mm-hmm. match that for that same outreach. Three or four new three or four new positions had to. and five or six new members that are the actual people in those positions. I love I love that when I left I didn't feel like, oh my gosh, what's what Scouse's house going to do without me there? And I think a lot of people when you're in a leadership position in a small group like that, you worry about mm-hmm. these things and I I, had never, I didn't worry about it at all. I knew the caliber of people you were. Our WhatsApp group for uh, for Scouse's house went from six people last Gosh. year. You remember that? Yeah. To now, I know. I hear. I hear. It. I hear it because now Andy's part of it, and he hates social media and he hates all those things. But we, we do have these conversations. <laughs> just so for those that, that that are trying to make sure that everybody has a great experience, our WhatsApp group grew to I think thirteen or fourteen. Yeah. Andy, isn't that? Yeah. Well, right? now we have the. Um, 
ambassadors in on it too as, as they need to be yeah absolutely and so now it's just ding ding yeah ding. Where <laughs> i don't you, miss that where yeah. there used to be 13 or 14 people showing up behind the goal to harass a keeper we don't have that many people just in the yeah, yeah. to make sure that those 158 from what we knew of a week ago are being service correctly yeah. and that's great but but i'm putting in a butt here let's mm-hmm. stop congratulating ourselves the team is great never scouse's house mm-hmm. is great never. The uh, the supporters is great. The city of Louisville is great. All true. All great. All true. (laughs) Kenny's food is great. (laughs) But now, let's. I'm sorry. I started this show off talking about how we are so close. You can smell soccer. Let's transition over to talk about our team a little bit here. Let's talk. I mean, the guys are out there practicing on a day in day out basis, and we're going to bring Mario in on this in a couple of minutes because. Mario gets to be at these practices and helping to train these fellas up. So he's gonna, we're gonna ask him questions that he's gonna have to artfully dodge. So that'll be fun. The art of the dodge. Yeah. We're gonna see what we can do and see if we can trip him up here in just a minute. But before that, let's get some, let's get some fans' perspective because when it comes to on the field stuff, that's all I ever will be. So let's let's talk a little bit of fan stuff. We've got uh, three more preseason games to come. So we have played, I believe it's four games at this point. So the boys uh, took two losses and two wins. They lost their two first Orlando games. Orlando and Nashville. Orlando and Nashville. And then they, yeah. and then they beat Revs. And then yeah. they beat uh, uh, Southern South, South Florida. U- South Florida. University of South Florida. Yeah. So that would leave them two and two. Uh, I'll tell you, say this about the first four games. My impression was that uh, in that Revs game, in the Revolution game, Coach Hackworth looked at the results from the first two games, and I'm sure that they saw a lot of important good things. That uh, it was, hey, let's get some guys in, get some guys out, let's mix and match, got to get some of the new guys assimilated, figure all these things. But nobody likes losing, and he was like, we're going with the old hats for, we're going with the old hats for at least an hour in this game, and let's go get a win. And then they did because he that starting that starting lineup against the Revolution was. Uh, Ten players who had been on both championship teams and Alexi Swahi, who was on last year's championship team. The other ten starters all had been on both. This was a veteran team they ran out there, got out to a 2-0 lead, and said, all right, everything, everybody stop worrying. This team is going to be outstanding again this year. Don't worry about results in the preseason. Yeah, We're really good. And they were. From, from just a fan's perspective, the highlights that I saw, the difference was the closing down of spaces. Mario, yeah. you could probably speak to that, but it was almost like they knew and closing down of spaces is like pack hunting, right? Yeah, exactly. You yeah, can't go fly so it takes, it takes a lot of work to, honestly, the biggest thing is just trust. You know what I mean? Because if you're going to commit yourself you know, to the pressing side of it, you got another guy coming behind you. you know, Everyone has to come together or else it doesn't work. And so for sure from a... You know, having the veteran guys out there, you know, they know each other, they trust each other. That that's normal, um, and you're gonna see that on on the defensive side of it definitely come out. Where the new guys, I mean, they're still just learning you know, each other. Yep. You know, and that's it's it's the part that you know Coach Hat's been working on a lot, and they'll continue to work on it. And it takes it takes time, but the continuity for the older guys pressing well together, 
I think you know, you'll see that every time they play, you know, that core group of guys. With I remember other. seeing that we beat them, and I, my first thought was, oh, we beat them in preseason too. <laughs> <laughs> got them in the cup. Got them in the cup last year. Got them in preseason. You got to imagine that Brad Friedel would be tearing out any existent hair. <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> if, 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 if he had any, he would be tearing out hair every time he sees the name Louisville. So you get the win there. You get the win on the the. The fly home day against South Florida uh, in a, t- a tightly fought match, and then we got to uh, we got to see the guys back home in the airport on Saturday night. It was really nice seeing them come home. Mm-hmm. Got to give them a really nice uh, ovation and a nice cool. welcome back. That was really cool. About eighty plus fans, maybe even upwards of a hundred fans, mm-hmm. show up at the airport to welcome them home with some uh, with some. Signs and some cheering Jeez. and some a lot of purple gear. I think Cups everybody were there. I think everybody had been looking for an excuse to bring their uh, some of their purple game day gear mm-hmm. out of the closet. Yeah. And I'm gonna before the end of the podcast tonight, I'm gonna give you another reason that you'll be able to bring your purple gear out here soon. I like that. So uh, that's that's always a good sign. I thought something was really interesting uh, at that is when we were watching the guys come in, is to actually see some people that worked at the airport yeah. become yeah. fans. Yeah. Oh, they yeah, fans. absolutely. And that was like the coolest thing for me because we know who all each other is. It's good to see each other. It's like this winter break, Rock Amount of Hibernation, right, mm-hmm. out of our caves. And then to see people that actually worked at Louisville Airport go like, I know who, oh, I'm going to get my photo taken with them. Yeah, so yeah. like photo ops, and to me, that was the coolest part of it. Yeah. That kind of energy is palpable, and I think that even if you don't know what it is, you want to know what it is. Yeah, and if you sure. know what it is, yeah. but you haven't experienced it, you're glad to have experienced it. And so it's it's events like that that are going to make the world of difference that we've been talking about in terms of exposing people to the game and sort of showing them what kind of community that uh, the, the fanhood of a team like LCFC yeah. is. I'm sure airport security was like, what? <laughs> we, one of my other... What are you all doing? <laughs> one of my many other bosses, Pat Denbo, had many conversations with the airport prior to us showing up to make sure that nobody was going to accidentally be arrested. Thankfully, yeah. <laughs> the government shutdown was over. <laughs> I would hate to have seen it then. This is how far it's come. That's right. This is where we're at. That's right. But one thing that was kind of interesting about that, also from talking about all also from like the people that worked in the airport is they talked about they had never seen like University of Louisville and were not mm-hmm. taking any type of jab at that. They'd never seen any type of homecoming for a sports team like that. And this is a preseason training. So hats off to Louisville City yep. for doing that. Somebody got off the plane like right before then, this woman, and she was walking by and she saw all of us lined up. And I think she stopped and actually asked my wife and was like, did you, what did you guys win? Did you guys win something? <laughs> my wife looked her square in the eye and went, we win everything. <laughs> and that's why we... One of the people getting off the plane beforehand uh, asked me whether or not they could walk down the middle of the tunnel because we'd formed a little bit of a tunnel and they were like, can I walk through there? Uh, I said, go ahead. I don't know if you guys had any uh, any randos walk through the tunnel that weren't from the team. I, I but believe there was a priest that walked through the tunnel. Nice. Yeah, priest walked nice. through. Everybody clapped for him. Which, <laughs> yeah, you know, exactly. Sure. It was, like <laughs> a, it was like a papal. It was like it was weird. Even, yeah. even if you're not a believer, like just to stay yeah. on the safe side. Let's. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I thought I thought that a lot of the new players were really excited uh, and got to see firsthand for the first time for them yeah. what uh, what the fan base is all about and how welcome they're going to be in this city and how much they're going be appreciated by this fan base which was great mm-hmm. getting to show that off to some of the new guys and then some of the returning guys 
man, they're just such good sports because some of these guys had played 90 minutes earlier that yeah. day and you, and then had had to sit at an airport and then fly for two hours. And yeah, then they had to appear exhausted. They've just been done with training mm-hmm. after two weeks of running every damn day. And, and uh, grown men living in dorms with each other for two weeks. Right. Let's and be yeah. real about it. You could, see the, you could see some guys limping, some guys who were pretty tired. And uh, but they were all such great sports. A lot of people, a lot of guys took pictures and did some autographs and hung around and really gave some time, which they don't have to do. And it speaks to the the type of player that Coach O'Connor previously and Coach Hackworth now, the type of player that they valued and the type of uh, personality that this organization likes to have in the clubhouse and on the team. And I, I I'm excited for it again. Okay. Now let's start peppering him. Because I want to know. I'm ready. ready. I'm ready. We got Memphis tomorrow. Memphis 901, the second USL team we're going to face in this preseason. From your experience in the in practices, who's one player that in this game, if they get the playing time needed, who's one player that we maybe aren't thinking of who you think will turn some heads? Aren't thinking of. Uh, It's a little outside the box. Um, You know the. Sonny, um, really? Yeah, Sonny. Sonny definitely has some moments. He's got really good feet. He's got a good soccer IQ. Yeah, um, you know, a year playing abroad, um, coming back now to the U.S. Um, I think he's someone that, yeah, again, that you know maybe could definitely turn some heads. And uh, he has he has the ability. Mm-hmm. You know, what I mean, I think for him, it's just you know coming up to speed with again how how the team operates, how the play, the tempo of it all. But uh, definitely, Sonny uh, is able to have, I, I think, some pretty good moments that it'll be, it'll be interesting to see. You know, hopefully, he continues to, to do well and, and get used to it all. But he, he's one for me right now that I would say that could turn some heads. Now, obviously, it's not your choice, and so we'll frame it that way. But we have, from what anybody can reasonably tell, five tremendous center backs yeah. on this team. Yeah. Under no circumstance are we going to play five center backs at one time. Could you know? You see him already hedging. Throw him out there. Just make the other team like what is happening? What are you doing? Hack's going to just completely change the game of soccer and throw five center backs on the field. Maybe two goalkeepers. There we go. We got you know Ben came in on loan. You know Ben Lund. So you know maybe it's you know two keepers in goal, five in the back, and then just a bunch of forwards. There you go. No midfield play whatsoever. Just to clarify, he's on loan for the entire season. Full season loan. Yeah. Okay. He's our guy this year. Yeah. No, I think you see. With you know the, the the center backs and just defenders in general, look, we, you know we're I'm gonna go back to my team Liverpool, where you see some injuries and they're missing a couple of key center backs. So I think you know you have to have stability in the back. And look, the coach in me will tell you that you probably never have enough good center backs. Yeah. You know because it's just one of those positions where unfortunately the, the nature of it, you make a mistake, could cost you. Mm. So to have older veteran guys that you could you know throw in the back and. You know, whether you play three in the back, you know, four in the back, whatever. I think having that, um, that stability is, is huge and uh, it's, it's comforting as a coach. You yeah. know, and uh, again, they're all older guys too. So I think it was... Uh, Minus one in right. Alexi. In Alexi, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I still, he, look, he had some good experience and... Um, Championship And I know winner. him from the college game and, and the whole thing. And James and I actually talked a lot about him when James signed him. Um, so I consider Alexi almost... Uh, 
Get semi-veteran already because he's experienced. He plays very mature, mm-hmm. and see him in the locker room. If you ever get to meet him, he's a very mature. Oh, he, he's one of our favorites. Yeah, yeah, we, he's great, great person. We consistently yeah. talk about how it was a real pleasure last year getting to watch him develop throughout the course of oh, the yeah. year, yeah. and yeah. see him blossom into yeah. a uh, into a real dynamo yeah. back there. Yeah. So I, the coach of me would tell you. Five center backs is a good thing. Okay. <laughs> you can't go wrong, just in case. And the uh, lineup formulator in you says uh, that you got, I won't even ask for names, you got yeah. somebody in mind that you think would be the, the two in the middle or the three in the middle if the season started tomorrow? Well, of course. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> no, I think, look, you know, everyone knows, it doesn't matter what sport, uh, preseason is always an interesting time of the year because you, you obviously have to give everyone opportunities. Sure. You got to try a little bit of different things, but at the same time, you can't go crazy and totally mix it up because right. you do need the continuity. You need to start building forward. So I think what you're going to see, obviously, is that you got three games left. You know, with uh, the Memphis, and then UK, and then U of L, that you'll probably start seeing some patterns develop with the, with the lineups, mm-hmm. which again, everyone knows you have to do, and it's a, obviously the right thing to do. It's classic. It's it's nothing. You know, that you're saying, hey, you're changing, the, you know, revolutionizing a, a preseason for a sport. Unless it's, it's five guys in the back. Unless it's five guys and two keepers, <laughs> you know what I mean? But, uh, no, I mean, it's, uh, it'll be fun this next, you know, 10 days. You know, to get a 10-day period here to, to really start fine-tuning things and, and give other guys, you know, a good opportunity to, to make a claim, you know, for a, a starting position. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you, you know, you'll see the focus obviously start shifting on building that continuity and, and make sure that everyone's moving forward and and like everyone also knows is you got to be healthy yeah you know that's uh again another fine line as a coach is you know, you're you're building fitness you're, you're building all the habits you're building culture and you've got to make sure as much as you can that you, you the, the biggest thing is as much as you can to pull muscles you know guys are going to get hurt in training you go in for tackles that's that's life that's in any sport you know it's this the, week in particular has got to be really careful going from the warm weather in florida to the yeah. cold yeah. weather oh, outside yeah. practice here yeah yeah, yeah. i mean it was uh, real quick yeah yeah we were out there training the last two days <laughs> you could see the guys uh it was a little bit of an adaptation again a lot of work for uh, scott ritter and the athletic training yep. team this week making yep. sure that those guys uh, stay fit and game yep. ready that's that's like you say it's a balancing yep. act but I will tell you guys, the players mentioned with the, the, the fans and the supports at the airport was huge because it's like you say, it's a tricky one. You know, you, have, you get off the plane and in some aspects, you know, some of the guys are married or significant others and their kids. You, you want to get off the plane and thinking, I want to go home. <laughs> yeah. but, you know, but at the same time, you realize, man, this means a lot to everybody. And also when you come off of two weeks down there, it is nice to see that, oh, you know what, they love us. We, we did all that hard work for a reason. Absolutely. And it's not just yes. for each other, it's right. also for this town. Yeah, I think that's one of those things that in the middle of the season, quite honestly, July, August, when it gets a grind, you can you know point back to and say, look, remember that back you know preseason at the airport when your supporters came out for you? That's the love that the people have. And it'll, it'll I think, long term end up being a really big, really, really big piece of the puzzle. I got one more personnel question for you, and then we'll see if Kenny and Andy have anything they want to know about the on No, we're not signing Mo Salah yet. <laughs> okay, um, he's not out there. That's okay. Was that the question? Hey, I, 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 like, I personally prefer a right, uh, forward who has both feet. So it's, um, no, the, uh, even, even record goal scorers. Um, no, the uh, question I have is, is there anyone that we are familiar with that we might see in a different role this year? Is there anybody oh. that uh, we normally we're used to seeing? Right, oh, right. that's an attacker, right. and suddenly they're playing a little right. more defense or vice versa. Right, right. 
probably not unless Paolo likes to jump in goal. Okay. Uh, Paolo or Luke, sometimes they take some shots after training in goal. But yeah. no, I think otherwise, I mean, again. Pretty positionally sound. Yeah, I mean, you, you, there was obviously an intent and the front office and, and Hack and Danny, they did a good job of re-signing, you know, the guys that could. I mean, obviously guys leave and without opportunities, you know, especially MLS. Mm -hmm. But uh, I think that was the whole key to it was to, to keep that continuity, keep the culture going um, as we continue to build and, you know, again, for this season and future seasons. So um, I would be pretty safe to say that you're not going to see anything crazy come out, you know, okay. that, uh, with this veteran group of guys we have, you know, they, they're, they're set in their roles and, um, but again, a good thing's going. So it's one of those things where you got to tweak it and always fine tune it and, and keep the, the squad hungry yeah. and keep bringing in new guys to fight. Mm -hmm. But otherwise, uh, I think we'll it always see. makes me It always makes me think, though, of the only thing that the triumvirate did last year that I thought that everybody was just really like, okay, that's that's players coaching right here, was uh, the uh, about 40-minute experiment with Paco up top up as top. a striker. That was a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. And frankly, yeah. he scored enough goals and he was a big enough target in the game where they were crossing yeah. it. And they understood what they were doing. But right. it was the only time where you were like, Okay. That's a bunch of guys who know each other going, put me up there, I'll score, I'll right. score. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Andy, Kenny, you guys have anything you wanted to find out about uh, life on the practice field? Mine is a very broad question. Yep. Keep in mind, it might, might also be a very stupid question, so I apologize. As I say, there is no stupid question. You from, haven't met Andy. <laughs> everybody has their opinions, you know, from our standpoint, as far as the difference in coaching between O'Connor and Hack. Uh -huh. right? But from an actual coach's standpoint, yeah. what would you say? What sticks out in your mind as the biggest difference? That's, That's a, a great, great question. question. That is actually a really good question. Oh. Good job. Yeah. Yeah. That was yeah. good. Yeah. Give him another drink. It's so good. <laughs> so good. It should have been there. It's the whipped cream. The whipped cream's kicking in. His um, girlish figure. No, I was actually fortunate to become very good friends with James when I was at UofL. Ironic. I knew James a little bit prior to him coming up here. And then the craziest thing, he ended up moving in the same neighborhood. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it's, I mean, he literally lived a few houses down from me. Um, he is one of his sons, the same age as my son. So he and I, not just as coaches, we became good friends. Mm -hmm. um, and even when I left to go coach at SIUE, I came back every summer and stayed with James for at least a week. Oh, wow. Yeah, oh. yeah so I got to stay in his basement and, and uh, got to see how he ran things. And, you know, for my own professional development, it was, it was awesome for him to be so open. Um, no, I think like what you see is like anything in life. You just see different personalities. You know what I mean? You know how how Hack interacts with the players versus James. Um, but outside of that, one thing that's impressed me with the two of them is their attention to detail. You know that they they pick up on the little things that quite honestly, you know, the average soccer fan, a sports fan may not see, mm -hmm. but that ends up being a big difference in a game and a season. Uh, how they communicate communicate with the players. I think they're both tremendous communicators. Different, again, personalities, and they, you know, two of you guys come in, and one's gonna obviously gonna be different in their personalities, but they communicate really, really, really well with the team. And as you get into that professional game, you know, me, you know, come up with college kids, they're, they're still young, and not that these guys are all, you know, super old, but communication with the players is ends up being enormous. And you can see right. at any level, they talk about the old thing, oh, losing the locker room, and you know, sorry right now with Chelsea, and you can Shoot. go through examples. Hello. Uh, yeah, exactly. Big hello. You know, one thing I love, again, Liverpool fan, but I love about Klopp is, you know, you can see that he has a good relationship with the players. And everyone's different about it, but that was the one 
probably not to you know, say it's different, but they're different in, in their character and how they do it, mm -hmm. but they're very, very similar that they really good man management people and then their attention to detail is phenomenal. Mm -hmm. you know, outside of that, I mean, there's always little tweaks. Uh, right. you know, James experimented, a, no, I wouldn't call it experiment. He played a lot last when his last year in the 3-4-3. Um, you know, and Hack came in and played you know, more of a 4-3-3. Mm. You know, and again, people are going to, coaches are going to see little different things um, and add their own twist to it. Mm. I give Hack so much credit for coming in. That's a tough situation to walk into. You know, yeah. one, you had some player coaches and then success, and James had done so well. And then for him to add his little pieces and obviously go on the run that they went on, is that, that in itself is an art. Yeah. And I think that goes down to his, his communication style being, he's very open with the team. You know, he, he likes to hear their feedback, um, you know, and makes it, it's, it's kind of a lot of give and take. You know, ultimately, you know, he'll make the decision, but he definitely seeks the, the input of the players. Mm -hmm. He seems like a kind of open guy just in general. When we interviewed yeah. him, yeah. he basically sat down with us and was like, bring it. Yeah, absolutely. And that's why, for myself, working with him, um, I knew him a little bit prior, you know, through you know, stuff that he'd done with U.S. Soccer and, and stuff that I have done. <clears throat> um, but even, you know, when I started talking to the front office about taking this job, he and I went to lunch together. And mm -hmm. same thing, very, very open. You can have real conversations with him. And, and just dialogue, and not to say one way is best, one way is not, but you could have honest dialogue with them. And I think the players, I don't think, I know the players have a lot of respect for that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Kenny, you got anything for uh, Mario? Yeah, so, uh, you know, as just a fan looking in, so last year we had a much thinner squad, and obviously we've made a lot of new signings yeah. this year. And then one of the things that's kind of different is we couldn't really show a lot of our weaknesses because we just came off two back-to-back -back right. USL championships. Yeah. So when you see the differences in the squad, not just in depth, because our season hasn't got any longer, right. where do you see the biggest impact from the additional signings? I've seen more forward signed right. this year. Yeah. And obviously, you can only have so many forwards. Yeah. I mean, and Cameron went away. Yeah. But other than that, you know, where are we going to see as fans? Where are we going to be looking to to see this is the footprint, this is the real stamping of his style of play right. that we're going to see different this year? Well, I think you brought up a good point. There's two areas from just depth-wise. You brought up center back Evan. You know, having that depth at center back is a, again, you know, the coach and all of us, we say, you know, again, you have a bad injury with a, you know, let's say Paco or whatever, you, know, you want to make sure you have that guy that can step right in. Um, but no, it's, and then the forward side of it, <laughs> around the whole world, you can argue, you can never have enough forwards, you know, in that yeah. competition to keep the guy sharp. And that's where his management skills, I think, come into play is, you know, you're going to have a squad of older guys. You got a guy like Lucky come in. Who, my gosh, I mean, you know, he's proven himself at the USL level, you know, and he's got to, you know, work hard every single day and, you know, fight for time with all the other guys. Mm. But ultimately, that's going to make the team better, you know what I mean, for the, the whole season. I think what the problem you'll continue to see is just, I think, the tempo that we play at, building out of the back. You know, not that James didn't do it, but, you know, Hacks can he's definitely focused on being a team that, you know, wants the, wants the ball. And that's one part I love about working with him. He wants players that truly want the ball in tough situations. Mm -hmm. And that's, as a coach, I mean, that's, that's, that's risky. You know, but he's committed to, a, I think, a really progressive style of play. Um, and it's entertaining for the fans. It's very aggressive, yeah. high tempo. And as a fan, I mean, yeah, yeah that's, that's fun to watch. Yeah. It's not, you know, the a la Mourinho, let's sit deep, deep, deep. Encounter and, and hit the ball to Luke and, and, and well, pray. And it, well, and that's the other bit yeah. about that to me is that there was an article on USL.com a couple of weeks ago about uh, the the caliber of coaches yeah. that have started signing in the USL. Yeah. 
uh, whether you're talking about Dave Sarikin yeah. or you're talking about the Bob Lillies who are maybe more established and now coaches like Coach Hackworth and uh, Winalda and, and some Vegas, interesting yeah. really yep. big names. But not just that, but the concept of raising the caliber of play on yep. the field that it's not – one of the giant criticisms of American youth soccer in particular is that it's put your biggest, fastest yep. guy up front, somebody kicks it really yep. far to him and let him try to beat two guys yeah. and score a goal. Just yeah. one. Yep. And frankly, I love the concept that USL Division II soccer is as far from that yep. as you can get yep. in terms of the skill and that that's the style of play that uh, Coach Hackworth values is yep. not pound it and pray, right. not hoof it up the field, right. but to actually – Right, matriculate right. the ball uh, down the field. I mean, you go out to, to training, you know, and he's constantly telling these guys, you know, want the ball, you know, be you know, be mm-hmm. confident to come back and get it. You know, play guys, you, your defenders on his back, you know, and that's again, that's that takes you know for a coach that that takes risk. Yeah, you know, because it is easy just to to, to smack it up, you know, up the field and hope again, whether you hope and or you press from up there or the opposite, just sit back and deep and. You know, I think James did a good job early on, and Hack continue about the pressing we do. Like you talked about, you know, early on, you you know, was how you know the pressing side of it's been the most impressive. If people watch the highlights of the New England game, all the goals came off pressing. Yep, absolutely. Against an MLS team, you know, and you could argue, look, we're an MLS caliber team. That's that's one hundred percent sure. And here we are pressing an MLS team and creating goals off of yep. that. That's that is hard, hard work. That's good coaching. That's a lot of commitment from the players. You know, that's something I've enjoyed. You know, when for me again, if I was going to leave the job I had to to join something, I had to make sure I was on board with the coaching staff as well and their philosophy. And it was easy for me, you know, to, to jump on board. And I like I go back to if I'm a fan and you see the way Louisville City plays, that's fun. Yeah. I mean, really, it's fun. All right. So tomorrow. Which, when we're recording this podcast tomorrow, is Wednesday. And Wednesday, the boys play in Nashville against Memphis 901 FC. Memphis employs one particular player of note and interest for uh, the Louisville City fan. What do you expect for us to see out of young Morgan Hackworth tomorrow? (laughs) John Hackworth's son, signed by Memphis 901. Yeah, it's really cool. I had actually the, the privilege of coaching against young Morgan. When I was at SIUE, we were in Akron's conference. Yeah. And unfortunately, Morgan scored against us. <laughs> no, so he's uh, one, I think, you know, if you have a, a kids, and I'm sure for Hack, you know what I mean? It's, you know, like it's his, the opponent, obviously, but to right. see his son out there playing professional game, playing against his dad, I, I, I just think, again, you know, again, I have two boys. It's really, really cool. Uh, but Morgan's a very talented player. Uh, he's got good feet. He knows the game really well. I mean, there's always that joke. You can tell a coach's kid. Um, right, yeah. You know, they, they, they know the game, I think, just tactically, a little bit probably. Yeah, they see the game. Um, and that's Morgan. I mean, he's got a really good soccer brain on him. And I'm, he was definitely one of the kids in the college game that I saw definitely deserved the opportunity to play professionally. So I'm not surprised he got the opportunity. And... You know, and did you advise against us signing him? <laughs> he scored against me at SAUE, so, so we can't take him. No, I mean, it's, uh, you know, the position he plays, and that's one of the deepest spots, you know, for Louisville City in the center of the midfield. You know, you got a very mature team. Um, you know, so we, we didn't t- honestly talk about much, but 
Uh, it, it's pretty cool, you know, to see that. How often does that get to happen? Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, you, I did not know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's a really... And Evan did his research, so that's Yeah, cool. he did. Hey. It's almost All like right. he we'll, works we'll for the club. We'll keep him on board. <laughs> <laughs> wow, is this like a daily conversation? You, you have know, no idea. I mean, it's like at 6 o'clock. Yeah, we'll keep him on board. <laughs> it <laughs> it is. Tomorrow, just so everyone knows, we do take a, like a random like straw vote at the end of the day in they the front do. office. And do we invite Evan back for the next day? Actually, um, Brad, Brad, stop, Brad uh, Estes stops by my desk about twice a day and goes, so far you're good. <laughs> so far. So, no pressure. Yeah, so far. Uh, for the amount of blackmail and uh, effort I put in to try to get you this position. You should quiz him every day have like two or three questions about the USL specifically and just fire it at him. That's and, true. And if, he I need to, if he doesn't answer it. And I need to get better telling. anyway. That's so. it. We'll, we'll, we'll get there. Um, <laughs> we could do. Uh, we could do. What's the uh, like the betting pools, and you know maybe just put some bets on. There like, we uh, go. A, 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 a death pool. Yeah. <laughs> a dead pool for the day I get fired. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, um, all right. We uh, let's let's cover a little bit of uh, of uh, unfinished business here before we uh, kick out. Okay. So one, I have a bit of an announcement. This will be going out tomorrow, probably around the same time that uh, Kenny gets this bad boy posted. So. Um, we are, and by we, in this instance, I do refer to Louisville City Football Club. Uh, there is going to be a commercial, a video, a promotional video being filmed for the team. Uh, this will be airing in various publications and media destinations. And you will uh, get to see it here in a couple of weeks or months. But the real kicker is we're filming it on Tuesday. February the 26th, not June. On Tuesday, February 26th at the Belvedere downtown, at the Belvedere Hotel on 6th Street downtown. Uh, meet at the George Rogers Clark uh, statue. And I say meet because everyone is welcome. We are throwing this open to the public. And not only do we want people to be there, we want people to be there in full voice. So we're talking bring your drums, bring your face paint. Bring your, you know, everything you can think of that you want to bring. Your flags, your banners, your two poles, your everything. Here's my question. Yeah. Purple body paint. It, encouraged. Encouraged. Good. Nothing but purple body paint? Encouraged. Okay. Wow. We'll put you at the back. Remember you said that. <laughs> I, I, I make zero promises about arrests. But I'm saying, in terms of team spirit, I'm on board, buddy. Um, no, we, we hope that people will come out. There's going to be hometown pizzas providing some uh, some pizza that that will be on a almost certainly a limited basis. So come early, but 6 p.m. It may take upwards of two two and a half hours to get this whole thing uh, filmed. They're going to need multiple takes, but they're doing this thing right. They've got a really great production company that's uh, doing this. They've hired a, a big time director to come out and organize it. It's going to be a high quality product, and we want to to make it like a game day atmosphere out on Sixth Street and uh, during on the streets of downtown Louisville. So bring everybody you can. All of the supporters and supporters groups will be getting emails about it tomorrow from me. But if you have any questions, you can reach me at Evan at, or I'm sorry, at efloyd at uh, louisvillecity.com. So get a hold of me because we want everybody to be out there for that. What's your password? Um, it is C-H-E. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Exclamation point! Okay. Um, no, please join us, and uh, that'll be that'll be a lot of fun. Uh, Scouse's house. When I shift gears here, Scouse's house. You guys have your leadership meeting on Sunday. Sunday at one o'clock. You guys making any important decisions this week? 
I think we're uh, <clears throat> locking down what our merchandise is this year. Yep. Uh, we're trying to make sure that we get, uh, you know, because we, we did see 150% growth in our area for seats. Uh, so it helped pay you guys salaries, yep. but it didn't really Woo. help as much as we wanted to with our supporters group membership. So we we hope to make some announcements here in the next few weeks about we have two charities we're going to be sponsoring this yes. year. Awesome. Uh, Kentucky yeah. Refugee Ministries has obviously been fantastic for us the last few years. Been supported by Louisville City FC as well as the Coopers. Mm-hmm. Uh, my wife did a wonderful drive that we had this year yeah. as well. Awesome. It was really cool that we got – I wish I could have shared this. As many things I share on social media, just a side plug. For all the people that did donate, and I was talking to Lance McGarvey and his wife, Suzanne, uh, actually at the airport the other night. Uh, <clears throat> my wife is completely fluent in Spanish. I do enough to make sure that I don't get in a bar fight and I can find the bathroom. But we were able to take a Cuban family uh, stuff for their, uh, a lady that was having her son born. And we built the entire crib in their house and did all those things through people who supported Scouse's house with that and dropped off donations. So uh, one thing I do know is that Scouse's house gets behind uh, our initiative. So we've got two exciting announcements coming out about our two groups we'll be sponsoring this year uh, because that's really what it's all about. Mm-hmm. It's just spreading love and you know bringing different communities. Uh, you know. To where everybody's inclusive, and I look Absolutely. forward to hearing about all of the good works that the that the organization is going to continue. No, man, doing. we're not going to tell you anything. Well, all right, nothing. Then this is really you guys should really you guys should really have a new official podcast. Scouts <laughs> House Supporters Group. Uh, if you're not even going to let me know, that's fair. Um, or just a new host. That's your business too. Um, yeah. You're not on the WhatsApp, so you'll never know. I never will. <laughs> I never will. And that's why I'll get to ask at the end of every episode. Yeah. Uh, also, this weekend, you got a game against the University of Kentucky on Sunday. Uh, yeah. Easy. UK. Yeah, I'm sorry. This is Pants. this is half and half here. I'm sitting no. between a UofL guy and a UK guy. <laughs> uh, playing against UK this Sunday and then the 502 Derby uh, or as uh, many of the supporters are getting behind the Derby 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 and or the uh, the the not that Derby Derby yeah. uh, a lot of a lot of good names floating around but I believe the official name is the 502 Derby and so uh, that'll be next Saturday I believe tickets are on sale if you call Lynn Stadium or the uh, U of L box office they'll take care of you uh, so get your tickets for that because, man, that'll be your first real chance at, at – I mean, I'm sorry, Lynn Stadium, basically a home game for Louisville City Football Club and definitely a home game for, for uh, L. So it'll be a fun, yeah. fun yeah. environment. And think of how many people support both teams yeah. and yeah. Uh, what that day is going to be like yeah. for so many. And Lynn Stadium is beautiful. Yeah. That is a yeah. beautiful place. As nice of a college stadium as there is in the country. Yeah, without question. Yeah. Uh, so lots of good stuff coming up. And uh, once you get through the L friendly the 502 derby once you get through that game on it's time that's it it's time, it's time. for real soccer games yep. and we will go back to our official format with yep. our coin toss with our purple stuff with our uh interview with our uh what's the other part banter at the end banter. we'll go back to a normal format and get away from i this, will be predicting from this chaos andy will be predicting I games will be predicting. i will i will probably Evan will not i will probably be offering a game note or two so so one thing that uh, we've had out, we've had two of them with the gold cams, and Andy did a great job. Oh, the gold cam's awesome for the gold cam. Mm-hmm. I know that everybody in here has seen it. Where we have the call also from the radio call. So Kevin Kernan Kevin, and Jeff Greer doing Jeff, a great yeah, job. Yeah. So I still have one more to drip out this week, which I promised um, 
your boss's boss's boss. Our Bruce Springsteen. Right. So as an official supporters group, and we have the licensing right to get this stuff. So uh, we'll have the one from the USL Championship Ooh, that was scored nice. one single goal that was Ooh. scored against. DDA Drogba, right there AKA in front of Scouts. Phoenix, uh, was scored right in front of Scouts. As South. all championship goals are. Hopefully, I won't have to. Uh, yeah. I won't have to like morph out anybody that incorrectly ran on the field. I don't know of anybody <laughs> who ran. Who did that? I don't know anybody who did that. Certainly nobody who sits in Scouts' house. That's unacceptable. Not at all. But uh, that should be out this week with a call from Kevin. Check those out. Those goal cams are yeah. great. I can't yeah, wait to yeah, see incredible. some of the video and you guys put out this so year. So that will be out all this next season. We'll be doing those within the week following for all those calls. We'll get those downloaded. So it's a very unique way to see what the keeper sees, which is rarely seen on TV because yeah. it's always a side yeah. view. So check those and out. And what you can see if you get if yourself you a season scouts. Yeah, and there's obviously a reason that the, this it's grown so much. So. You get to see that. Those will be out weekly. You'll see those on Twitter and on Facebook mm-hmm. and also on our website. My extremely cool. fancy office in the Louisville City uh, front <laughs> office building. I happen to be surrounded on all sides by very talented salespeople who are ready to take your call at 502 Lou City to buy some tickets. If you haven't bought season tickets in the patio deck, which is uh, what you will ask for, or you can just ask for Scouse's house by name, then you will. Uh, you are you're making a horrible mistake because. Uh, we're going to auction off my spot, standing in between David and Andy wow. on the rail, the wow. place where wow. I stood wow. to season that ticket is... holders. Now, I'm just telling you right now that Andy's wife and my wife have oh, started the bidding gosh. at $15,000. <laughs> my wife my wife was like, so can I have Evan's spot? And I was like, wow. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's a problem. <laughs> That's a prime location. I'm not sure if we're ready for that step. I know we're married and all, but uh, a few more years. I'm I'm just saying that there is no better spot than the one I've cultivated over the last four years, and it will now be vacant. So So, let me ask you this. Since you now work for Louisville City, what do we have to do to get our nameplates Oh. On that rail oh, really? That's a great question. I will find out tomorrow, but I will get you a price because there is a price for everything. That's right, with it, there 100% is a price for everything, and uh, I'll get you that dollar figure to this get yourself some. Say, no, no, no. This is my nice spot. spot. Like in perpetuity yeah, season yeah. ticket yeah, with a bad. plate. That's a great idea, actually. That's yeah. fantastic. And frankly, yeah. I imagine they'll make a deal for you. I, you should offer that. I don't know what I just made you all that's, money that's just job then. job security. Heck yeah. See, but it's yeah. not that much job security because it's a one-time deal. That's that's one of those deals where a couple of months from now, I'm like, remember that time I sold? And they're like, yeah, a couple of months ago. Whereas I could keep milking this guy year after that's year. True. That's, that's true. true. Okay. I'm just going to start calling your old your salespeople. Because I, I mean, we already have our season tickets. I'm just going to call them every now and then be like, hey. Told me to shut up. <laughs> that seems fair. All right, and you can do that too at five hundred two. And you can do that too at five hundred two Lou City. So, all right, guys. Uh, anybody have any final thoughts? No thoughts, concerns. Oh wait, no. One last question, real quick. Yes, Mario. What's up? If you had to pick a nickname, what would it be? For, For yourself. yourself. Oh jeez. Yeah. That's, wow, that's an Andy special that's, right there. That's, wow, that's a flyer right there. That man. is. So here's the funny thing. Um, my kids actually asked me this because my daughter goes by Chezzy, uh, and she goes, "Dad, what's you?" Well, I, I'm like, I'm gonna cry. I've never had a nickname. <laughs> <laughs> what? 
Well, here's the thing, though. This is like this is like when we asked Paco this. Yeah. Mario. I, yeah. Wait, so how? Where do you go from there? The, the, the hard part is, look, when I do all the stuff with little kids, it's the default Super Mario. Sure. Because of the video game. Um, and actually, I was telling Evan this. I think Evan the other day. I either go by. I've had an English coach who calls me Mario. And then yeah. I got the Italian people call me, you know, Mario, quick one. Um, if I'm out, you know, around the Hispanic population, it's Mario. Mm-hmm. So uh, I take a little of everything. Uh, I don't, again, I don't, I don't discriminate. I love all. So <laughs> So what we will do is we'll actually put this in the comments. Yeah. Either on, both on Facebook and Twitter. And the one that we like best for oh, your new nickname. There, you there it is. Your Whoa. new nickname. Yeah, that's it. Gets, gets a free membership to Scouse House. Whoa. Whoa. That's, I, so, I don't yeah. have that kind of authority. Yeah. <laughs> we do, though. Yeah, we yeah, do yeah, have yeah. that kind of authority. We can do that. Yeah. We do. So whoever comes up with the best one for the name for Mario, Mario, whichever one it is. Whatever one it is. Mario. Can it forego is. their dues for Scouse House this year. their dues for Joe Woolley's going to put on there. Luigi. Yeah. Joe Woolley. Oh, the uh, the gauntlet's been dropped. All right, I love it, and um, like I say, this was some sort of chaotic four man action, and I this really enjoyed it. I had a blast. I want to thank our man in charge. Seriously, we couldn't do what we do. You couldn't listen to us at all if it wasn't for Kenny, because otherwise, Andy and I would purely just be talking into like a bottle of Worcestershire sauce. It yeah. would be zero. There, there's no chance it would ever end up listenable no, to anybody. No, not ever. Uh, so uh, Kenny Allward does all of the hard work behind the scenes to make sure everybody gets to listen to this, and also, frankly, uh, does a lot of the hard work for Scouse's House total so uh big way more yeah well that's that puts up with you is plenty of it yeah, so. we, know, we all know shannon's the rock star that's not, that's, i'm looking forward to i'm looking forward to sneaking away from my day job for a while to check out some of the tailgates she throws this year oh, so yeah pretzel rods will be back in full force looking wow. forward to it and then uh but besides kenny allward we also want to thank uh, mario sanchez who is very handsome and powerful Always and a pleasure. uh also, Matthew besides Clinton. being those things, he is a, a wonderful boss. And besides that, <laughs> has great hair, like great amazingly hair. swarthy hair. That's the, uh, <laughs> I don't know if my wife with my, my wife and kids just said, "Dad, what are you doing?" <laughs> the uh, midlife crisis, Dad? No, man. Maybe. But, <laughs> no, no. The, I do want to, uh, on a completely serious note, for one second though, say that today, mm-hmm. just today. I got to see Mario go from teaching children of uh, the ages from 5 to 10 years old to play soccer from the very beginning to seeing him leave to go to senior team practice and coach our boys on the field and then see him as a fan at the Liverpool game and see him as a businessman going to meetings with sponsors. And there is nobody in this uh, in this city who's going to mean more to this team over the next couple of years. I'm really excited to see what Mario well, thank does. You. Uh, thank you. That's a tough breadth of responsibilities to go from one extreme to the other like that. Mm-hmm. And I, I couldn't if, do if it. If I so. could just put in one thing, anyone out there who has any community needs, honestly, email me. Uh, just msanchez at louisvillecityfc.com and uh, love to, to help out any way we can. We'll be sure to put a link in there to your email address uh, as well. Please, as, there you yeah, go. Yes. Please do. Yep. Yep. Super Mario. Yep. All yep. right, guys, we only ever have one way to finish any podcast, and it's by saying the same thing every time, and that is Go, go City! city.